What's up, everybody? We are back. The Inside Source, Season 3, Episode Who Knows. Here with Ryder Maple, Chris Jared. I'm Hutton Harris, and we're going to break down the best weekend of football all year, at least in my opinion. It's the divisional round of the National Football League. Ryder, what's up? Chris, what's up? Hey, what's, what's up, gang? On? How we doing? Doing good. Doing good. Um, excuse my voice. We're gonna excuse battle, my voice. We're gonna battle <laughs> through this. Please uh, don't get me sick. So Ryder is going to be taking over this podcast at some point, but uh, so I thought I'd get him a, a few innings in today. But I just want to hear what you guys have to say about this weekend. I already told you it's my favorite weekend of the year. Um, what are y'all's thoughts on this divisional weekend? Because normally it's going to be pretty good football, right? I'll start with Ryder. I mean, just looking at the matchups, it's it's going to be a great week. You got all over the AFC and the NFC, Packers, Niners, Texans, Ravens, Bucks, Lions, and Chiefs, Bills. I mean, at the beginning of the year, out of those teams, you probably only would have picked three or four of them to actually make it. Uh, so the Packers, I mean, we, we don't have to talk about the Cowboys, Hutton, I know. Well, we never do pass a certain point every yeah, season. Exactly. But just generally, divisional weekend, I think, is is pretty great yeah. overall. What do you think, Chris? Uh, you know, just I always love Super Wild Card Weekend. Um, and honestly, it's just always funny because you kind of forget about a lot about the teams that picked up buys. Like you're going into this week completely forgetting about the Niners and completely forgetting about the Ravens. Um, the teams that were just so good and the you know they pick up the first round buys completely forget about them. Um, I saw a stat that the teams that receive the first round buys actually have a losing record uh, as the one seeds in the AFC and the NFC since a certain date. But um, kind of makes sense. I mean, you know, when you look at the Packers going, it's a really tough team to play, really tough place to play in San Francisco, but like feeling really good where the Niners are just going to be well-rested. Um, same thing with the Ravens. You know, they're playing a really good-feeling Texans team. So it's going to be interesting, and I, I always love that where you feel like the team that won the Super Wild Card weekend going to the team that earned the first-round bye has somewhat of an advantage almost because they're coming off of a really good win. They have that momentum, and uh, I mean, a rested Niners team versus a like a hyped up Packers team. It's gonna I, be interesting. I think it'll be like I'm a Niners fan, and I want to see the Niners put 50 points on them and shut them out. But I I don't think that's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And I honestly, I'd rather see a closer game than than just a blowout because a closer game you'll like I don't know kind of like scare you into like we're not invincible so okay. all right so let's start with oh, let me mess with, so let's uh let, let's let's start here with the first game of the week right so we we touched on texans ravens a little bit 330 on abc or espn um baltimore is nine and a half point favorite both of these games on saturday kind of randomly are both nine and a half point favorites so i'll start with you chris again you just kind of touched on it but the Ravens have to be pretty confident coming in. They're playing at home, don't know what the weather's like. Texans are obviously super confident with C.J. Stroud. What are your thoughts on the 9.5 points? Mm -hmm. And do you think that, again, the Texans, we can go around and just say our, our pick? Yeah, 9.5, I don't know what it opened at. I know the Packers-Niners line has already dropped a half point. Um, sorry, guys. It's okay. Just happens. Call. Just happens. Popular guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I, I know that the Packers-Niners line has already dropped a half point, but for Baltimore at home and 43.5 and 9.5, I think what is right off the top what needs to be said immediately about Baltimore is how, what they've done against good teams this year. And that was kind of, a, not to dip back into the Dallas hate, but that was what was the Cowboys' big yeah, it was. flaw was yeah. that they could not take care of good teams. And nope. Baltimore has just dismantled good teams this year. Um, I think nine and a half is fair. I could see this being a 10-point Ravens win. Um, t- weather, you mentioned weather. It's going to be about 28 degrees and like partly cloudy, so I don't think elements are really going to be too much of a thing, but I do definitely think it's going to be cold. And for the Texans, they were able to just win at home. The Browns were dismantled by injuries, like just top to bottom. Flacco. They were, they yeah, and right off the top, just having someone like Joe Flacco, that was fun. And kind of playing, fun while they were playing at home too. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, any any type of, of turnover which they had. Yeah. Playing, the crowd was going to get into it. Texans have played in so many close games this year, and um, I just don't think it's going to be close. I I do think that you know it could be a ball game in the fourth quarter where it is a seven point game, three point game, but right. I do kind of trust a late score to tuck it away, and I think Baltimore can uh, more than capable of winning at home, six and three at home this year. They've just played good teams really well. They're going to scheme this, and I think the year of the Harbaugh continues. I think it's the year of the Harbaugh. I agree. I Ryder, agree with what are that. your thoughts? Um, I think, yeah, from an outside perspective, the Ravens are just a more complete team than the Texans. But C.J. Stroud being a rookie and in his first first playoff game, wild card, whatever, um, he threw he had a 157.2 passer rating. A perfect one is 158.3. Yeah. And he's a rookie, and that was his first playoff game. So I think if I'm a Ravens fan and I'm, like, going to the game or watching the game, I'm, I'm kind of nervous. Like, you feel you have that confidence because the Ravens, amazing offense, amazing defense. But the, the offense for the Texans, they, they, they have, like, that Correct. it factor. And I think, Correct, yeah. I think the Ravens are going to have to be a little cautious there. I agree. I think the Ravens are – have shown, like Chris said, that against good teams in big situations, they've blown the doors off of the 49ers. Yes. No offense. Yeah. The, I mean, if they played the Cowboys, then that, but they didn't. Um, you know, again, I just go back to that 49ers. Was it a Monday night game where yeah. it was just, man, that was so disappointing because I wanted them so badly to have this this classic, which it, they may. It was just Brock's. Right. Wasn't that Christmas Eve? Yeah, yeah I think it was. I was, I, I was super disappointed. Or was, was it like Chris? It was a it day was, after Christmas was, or Christmas? I don't know. It was. It was Christmas Day. I Christmas remember. Day. We but had I, a whole dinner and everything. It but I'm I'm just going to say real quick, I feel like the Texans are obviously a young team, kind of like the Packers, right? Um, I think that they found their way at home against a, an injury-riddled team. Makes sense. Um, and again, like I think that the NF- the AFC North this year was was kind of it was pretty tightly contested obviously but you had pretty kind of crappy teams in my opinion you had the Bengals that were hurt right no Joe no Joe Burrow nothing there you had the the Steelers who don't have a quarterback really I mean and then had T J Watt and then you had this Browns team who had a good defense obviously but they don't they consistently weren't good so they lost Nick Chubb as well I'm gonna take the Ravens. I think that they're going to cover. I think it's going to be close, but I do think that they're going to cover. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, is that, that your pick, Ravens? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ravens, but okay. I wouldn't be surprised if Stroud gave them a run for their money. I just don't see it happening. I think the Ravens are just going to obliterate them, but that's just my opinion. So, uh, And 
it's just I don't know. There's a lot of I don't want to say there's pressure, but there's ab- there's absolutely expectations for Baltimore yeah. fans. You know, and um, it, it's just going to be a game that I love that it's a three thirty game. Yeah. Uh, and, and this is kind of a nice segue into the the next game with Packers Niners because right. that's just going to be. I feel like that one's prime time and that one's going to deliver a lot of expectations. But um, Ravens Texans just feel like a nice under. I don't know for some reason forty three and a half. I just feel like I can see. If you just equate maybe Stroud getting down the field, maybe they can't finish some drives, some field goals on the board, and uh, yeah. you know Baltimore two touchdowns in the first half, something like that, where you're looking at every possession's tight. I don't think you're going to see big plays being exploded. I think both defenses are going to limit that uh, and try and take that away from each other. So 43.5 is pretty low in comparison to 50.5 for Packers-Niners, so Jeez. you're already kind of teetering on that, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. Well, let's dig into the next game. I know Ryder's really passionate oh, yeah. about it. Um, again, it's a nine and a half point spread. It uh, it's following you know the the first game, which will probably be around seven fifteen or seven thirty, whatever, and that's on uh, Fox. So nine and a half points, Ryder. I'm going to go right to you. Okay. Are the 49ers going to cover that? Are they? Are, do you think that they're confident enough to say we've obliterated pretty much everybody except for the Ravens this year? And have they played the Packers? That's my question. I don't know. They, I don't think so. I don't think they have. They haven't. Um, But, I mean, I think they'll cover. But just this is this is a classic NFC matchup, right? Like Packers Niners. This was like what Brett Favre and uh, Steve Young, Terrell Owens, Terrell Owens. Yeah, there's there's some bad blood there for a little bit. Um, But I think this is like I mean, just look at the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks kind of tell you a lot. You've Jordan Love, who sat underneath Aaron Rodgers for like three seasons, and Brock Purdy, who, I mean, Mr. Irrelevant, the whole story came out of nowhere. Neither of them are rookies. Like Jordan Love's in his, I think it's his fourth year or something, but they're both in their first season as like the definitive starter. And especially with the Packers, they have an average, I I love this stat, they have an average age of 25.13, which is the youngest team in the NFL. Crazy. That's like me in five years. That's right. terrifying. <laughs> that was me like five years ago. Oh, yeah. Maybe a little more than five years. But um, I, I just think this, just the quarterback kind of tell a lot. They're both the in, like not really inexperienced, but they, they know what they're doing. And um, But the Packers' defense is just there's some injuries there. There's the age and stuff. I just looking at the Niners' offense versus the Packers' defense and those matchups – I, if the Niners don't cover, I will be very surprised. Chris, what are your thoughts? I Niners this year with uh, with spreads that were in double digits, they had a tough record in. Um, and so at nine and a half in a playoff game against a Packers team with what they just did on the road, um, now in a dome, you know, that's different. But it's going to be 62 or above 60 degrees over there in the Bay. So um, Perfect football uh, weather. Yeah, correct. And... You know what the Packers do so well is they they just game plan so hard and they were just so locked and ready to go against Dallas. Um, it, awesome matchup between two young coaches and Shanahan and Lafleur and um, I think that Packers absolutely cover nine and a half. That's not I mean that still leaves a touchdown difference in there where I do think that San Francisco really should get it done and probably does get it done. But I think Packers at nine and a half is. Uh, is awesome value just with what we've seen from Green Bay and how they stay in games. I just think it's so interesting to watch these playoffs because exactly what happened last year, it's hard to bet 
on the 49ers because they are the team that should should power through the NFC, right? But they are the, also the team that if their quarterback is hurt, they're nothing. Like who? They're nothing. Who, who's their backup? There was Carson Wentz for a little bit. Yeah, it's Sam like, Darnold, isn't Sam, it? It's I mean, Sam Darnold. I, I'm sorry, but like he's so, not going to get you to a Super Bowl. Okay, and I'm, so I will say I'm a I'm go a, ahead. I'm a Brock Purdy enthusiast. He's not well, just sure. a system yeah. quarterback. He's good, right? I'm not saying he's not good. I'm just saying if he gets hurt, if he gets hurt, we still have our run game. Right, which, but that that did not work last year. That that was last year. That's what I'm saying. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is is you could probably say that about Lamar if he got hurt. That's true. But I'm just going off of what happened last year. It's it's hard for me to to look at this game and say, well, nine and a half points. I I tend to think that let's say Brock Purdy is fine. I mean, I still think if he stays in the game, he's just seen. I, I keep going back to the Ravens. Okay. Yeah. The, the one time this year that he's actually had to step up and play in a primetime situation yeah. where against a team that's probably going to be in the Super Bowl, he got destroyed. And so I still think there's some meat on that bone is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, I I think that the, the 49ers win. I don't, I don't know if they cover, but I think that they do win. So You know who's got the most yak this year as a team? The Niners? Yeah. And that, that's just kind of what, like, they are fully aware Brock Purdy is not a guy that's going to sling it all over the field. Like, they right. build it. But he can. Sure he can. Against, you know, it's, sure he can. He's got really good receivers. High school teams. He's got Ayuk. <laughs> he's got Debo. Kittle is a huge advantage. They have given him a game plan and a structure to take things away from him and, and limit that risk factor where he, it's not Brock Purdy that's winning you and losing the game. It's it's getting it to Christian McCaffrey Two yards forward it's, from the line of scrimmage, and he runs for twenty yards. It's, it's a team. team, and the defense too. We're going to find out a lot if uh, I think in the first quarter you're going to see if the Niners' defense is able to really limit the Packers and get them off the field quickly. That's where you're going to win the game, and and maybe see a spread cover. Yeah. Is if San Francisco's time of possession, if they're just on the field longer, controlling the game and pacing the game, but. The interceptions for Brock Purdy just kind of scare it. Eleven. So four of those came in the Ravens sure. game, and yeah. two of them were not his fault. That was like his second bad game, and I mean, I'm not. Well, I am defending him, but he is still like it's his second year. Like he's a right. baby. He's I, a baby. I just yeah. I wonder if we're gonna look back three or four years from now and think, was he Nick Foles? Being he, yeah, he may have, he may have won the Super Bowl or yeah. get, got the Super Bowl, right? But if he went to another system, would he be revered as he is now? I, I just don't think he I, would be. I don't think so. It doesn't either. really matter, but I it's just, kind of the Tom Brady effect yeah, too. Where it's it's, like, and they're not. I'm not comparing the two, but right. the rule is you you pluck Tom Brady in that rookie year, the first five years, put him somewhere else. Does he have the same career? Probably not. But probably that's not, not the point. Doesn't I mean, matter. you could say that for yeah. anyone. Yeah. Right. Um, this is also a game that the the Niners can win by 20 points. I agree. I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Like, and it's kind of the same thing with the Ravens and Texans. It could be an absolute womp. Um, but we I, really we haven't know. even said Christian McCaffrey. We've hardly said Christian McCaffrey right. yet. This ha- like if the Niners want to put their best foot forward and be like we are a Super Bowl team, it's got to be a Christian McCaffrey game. I mean, he's okay from a fantasy perspective. He would get like 20 points each game. And I know there's no more fantasy in the postseason, but he's still gonna uh, if he's still gonna score. He's still gonna catch the ball like seven times. He's still gonna run to the left a lot. Like Christian McCaffrey is gonna contribute, and even if he has like an off game, 
there's still there's still the other weapons and the Niners are the best team in the NFC. They should they exactly. should figure it out. Yeah, and and I, now, uh, but but I mean again, they, they should win. They should win. Yes, Packers right. cover. Yes, Packers they, cover. They, Niners yes. win. Okay. All right. After this, we'll come back and we'll do Sunday uh, games: the Bucks, the Lions, the Chiefs, and the Bills. Right after this, on the Inside Source. All right, we're back on the Inside Source. Ryder, Chris, and Hutton hanging out, talking divisional round football. This is going to be a lot of fun this weekend, obviously. Sunday games, I feel like, again, the way the networks kind of seed these games or they put them, right? I think normally you would want the best games to be on Sunday, in my opinion. Uh, I think the 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 Cowboys and the Bucks, or sorry, the Cowboys kind of screwed all that up by losing obviously made things perfect uh, for the Lions. it did it did it made things perfect for the lines which you know karma it exists so all right man uh just like we went to Ryder for the first one we're gonna go bucks lions to chris first because he's, he's a huge lions fan you have never been here in, in your lifetime correct right? that's right um detroit six and a half at home against a bucks team that i'm not that impressed with Smash Lions spread. Uh, Dan Campbell and the Lions have been the most profitable team against the spread since he's, uh, I guess, removed the first year. But even in that first year when they were um, terrible, their their record, they would go in games and they'd cover. Um, they would lose, but they would go on those and cover. And that continued into last year, and it's continued into this year. So Lions at 6.5, uh, I'm a big believer in that. Uh, kind of all over that with, with just what we've got. Um, now... There's uh, this is what I love about these games is there's always the reports that come out about the small things. Uh, Bill Vinovich is the referee for Bucks Lions this weekend in games that he is the white hat, the lead official. The under is 167 and one. He is the most profitable official to the under. That is, and that's from Action Network. So that is the most obscure stat things I've like ever that. Heard. Yeah, and 167 though. That's kind of I mean that's that talks a lot, but. Uh, Lions just got James Houston back off of the the injured list where he had been for a long time. So that just gets more help on that defensive line for Aiden Hutchinson to continue to be a, a game wrecker where he was last week uh, in a really tight win against the Rams. I uh, was hoping that it was not going to be a one-point game. And they were moving the ball the last drive, probably get a touchdown there. But um, Lions team that is really well coached. I mean, it's a Dan Campbell team, Ben Johnson offense and Aaron Glenn defense. There's a lot of say about Aaron Glenn and, and what he's done with the defense, but they love Ben Johnson where he's probably going to be fielding some head coaching opportunities. Um, but Dan Campbell is just, he's just the leader. Like he he's not the offensive play caller. He's not an offensive guy, defensive guy. He lets the coordinators coach and he is the leader of the team. And that, that's what makes the Lions, I, I think, such a unit. Just from that managerial perspective where he just, he delegates the guys to do their job and then he does his job by just leading and making the decisions of you know you're going to see risk you're going to see fourth and three where they're going to go for it or special teams fake punts or things like that where they just flip the script on you um you know tampa bay got to be feeling good with a win against philadelphia but uh, that you know that Eagles team just looked gutless. Like uh, it's <laughs> it a, sucked, and it's a game in Tampa where you know you just have all the momentum yeah. and Baker Mayfield really clicking. But the Bucks this year five and four away, and the Lions six and two at Ford Field this year. 
uh, the most expensive divisional ticket, not even close. Um, seventy-two dollars for Texans Ravens, which is like, yep. God, do you want to go? Yeah. Uh, hundred sixty for Packers Lions. Chiefs Bills is as low as one fifty-eight. Care to care to guess? Well, this is the first playoff game they've had in this round in thirty something years. Thirty-two years. Three hundred dollars. Four fifty. And and likely more than that. Yeah. I mean, that ticket's yeah. as low as four fifty. So that's what you want, though. The, I mean, you yeah. want people to care. The the thing about Detroit and what a lot of people are like. I I had always heard this my whole life. I'm yeah. I'm kind of a Lions fan. You know, you're just kind of cheering for them, and and that has all that narrative has always carried in Michigan. Ford Field would rock for games that they would just lose, but the people in Michigan love Detroit Lions football because that's where they can go from Spartans and Wolverines. They set that aside. They freaking love the Detroit Lions, and it's not talk. Like They pack that place, and they make it such a difficult place to play. So when I think of Baker on the road, I think of just with how many pieces the Lions have on offense, I'm expecting a lot of points from Detroit. That's why I like the six and a half. Tampa Bay, you, you got to expect some mistakes. Again, with you know, with getting some run help back in James Houston, I, I just think that the defense is going to be making some plays. Points will be scored. I think Tampa Bay gets on the board and you know a good amount, but I, I really like a Lions cover and forty nine and a half. Who knows? Uh, but I'm really confident in Detroit spread. Uh, and boy, would I love an NFC Championship game in Ford Field against the Packers and uh, a chance to a chance to fix Thanksgiving. Uh, just with what was again, and it, it you'd be looking at a Green Bay team that has beaten Dallas and San Francisco. That will not happen. You'd be terrified, kind of, but on you would road. have uh, on the road, yeah. yeah. And then they would have to come to Detroit, where they have already won that year. I know that's kind of looking ahead, but that's what's on the sights of of what would be awesome to see in a, a championship Sunday. It, you just hope that the Lions aren't looking ahead. Because I feel like that's what happened with the Cowboys, that they were kind of looking at You're the right. next game. I agree. I think if the Lions are just locked in, and Dan Campbell's going to have them ready for this game, I don't think it's going to be close at all. I didn't, Like, Baker Mayfield had a good game yeah, against, against a, a bad team, a shattered Eagles yes. team. Yes. I think the Lions are just going to run away. Totally agree with you. I want to see that, yep. and then I want to just dismantle them in the NFC Championship. <laughs> this, Lion, this Lions team was not far off of doing this last year they did they just died on the finish line right they they they, played against the Packers in the last game the last game of the season and that was uh Rams and Seattle prior to they needed the Rams to win right and then they needed they they just there were too many elements where they weren't able to control their own destiny right and this is to go off of your point of looking ahead they are so locked into themselves that I don't think that they're looking to next week they know that right now what's what's in their way are the Tampa Bay Bucks, and they've got them at home, and so they're as excited as I am, <laughs> definitely more so. But I, it's just been a really fun team to watch grow with the rookies that they've brought in this year, and Bryant Branch, Sam, immediate Sam impact. Laporta as Sam well. Laporta, immediate impact. Jack Campbell, the linebacker, he's been taking some time, but it's just been so fun to watch and so rewarding. This is why I've had fans that friends that I'm a Dolphins fan, I'm a Bills fan. I'm a like because the Lions were terrible, and this is why you stay with your team is because moments like this they give you hope. They will happen. That's why you stay with your team. It's very Rangers. That's the way I I felt about anytime you have a bad team. I mean, again, I'm a diehard Rangers fan. The Rangers went through this wasteland of 20 years. They went to two World Series, lost historically bad. Go Giants. 
whatever, man. Uh, yeah, uh, I like the Giants. Lions are fine. Uh, it's the Cardinals that suck. But then you know you have this wasteland of ten more years, and and watching the Rangers win the World Series this year was the highlight of my sports. Tears, life. the greatest yes. tears. Of so I I hope that for the Lions. I mean, it would be so great to to watch that. Like so. seeing seeing the fans. They they showed the fan weeping. Um, his, so the story behind that actually was that guy had, if you haven't seen it, it was when they had won and they're kneeling out the clock and it was one of those moments where you're like looking at the clock and you're like, okay, yeah, they can kill the clock here. The fan just weeping in the seats. Uh, his dad had actually passed away and they had been like long. Uh, his dad was an iron worker and actually helped build Ford Field. Wow. So literally the bones of you know the venue that they're in and they're able to be there. And so there's just so many stories. Like that's why you love sports is just when it's able to just crank it up to that next level like that. But uh, it's very real in that feeling. So yeah. very excited, very excited for that game. Two Mid- o'clock on NBC. Mike Tirico's yeah, kind of been, yeah, he's he, kind of been the good luck charm for he, the lions. He was on the call for the chiefs. Yeah. And so hearing his voice for that game and, and I knew we stood a good shot when he was on the call for the Rams game and seeing that it's back on NBC this week has me so excited. Cause it's going to be Rico. Obviously he's a lions look. guy. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. he is. Yeah, yes. he is. Well, that call at the end of the game was like, right. I was watching good morning football and, um, uh, one of the hosts was like talking about how he like crafted words in a way they'd never seen before to evoke emotion in like the most impactful way. And he was like, it's pretty he, cool. Yeah, it was it was just really cool to watch. Uh, All right. But, well, go ahead. Right uh, I just think uh, I just think it'll be the Lions. I mean, if the Niners Lions meet in the NFC championship and the Lions beat us, I would. I would not be happy, but I would also not feel as bad as if right. the Bucks beat us or right. something. So. Well, I think that'll be probably the best, the the most feel good game of the weekend. Obviously, yeah. all right. Let's move on to Chiefs Bills. This is also why Divisional Weekend is so great because you just keep, you just keep having all these storylines. Chiefs Bills probably the best storylines when it comes to history, right? I mean, yeah. you've had these these two teams that have faced off the last couple of years in historic proportions of like okay are the bills super bowl contenders we know the chiefs are every year for the last three or four years i'm going to give you my take first i'm going to go bills i'm going to hammer bills here i just think the chiefs are at the end of their first little dynasty i think they'll get back to it at some point kind of like the warriors i just when you have mahomes you're never out of it but i just believe that the bills are going to break through now i don't know what they're going to do the following week but minus three I think that I, I, I'm going to take chalk here and just say, yes, let's go. Um, it's in Buffalo. I don't know the weather, but it's a night game. You know, like I got to I gotta feel like this is Buffalo's time. It's a Buffalo game, yeah. What do you think, Ryder? Uh, I think it's it's kind of it's kind of a reverse of what it's been in previous years where the Chiefs have kind of been the higher seed. But now it's the third seed Chiefs and the two seed Bills. And I think both these teams were kind of shaky at some points in the year. And, um, like, the Bills at one point in, like, week 15, they had a 5% chance to to even make the playoffs. But they've improved with their run game and, like, James Cook and just, like, Stephon Diggs and all those elements, Josh Allen, obviously. Uh, but the Chiefs just haven't looked like themselves. It's The offense is Patrick Mahomes and kind of Isaiah Pacheco, and that's not enough, I don't right. think, to make a run. I don't know, man. I, I'm just not sold on Buffalo, and maybe I, I'm I'm curious to see what Hutton says about this. But I'm just not. 
super sold on either of these teams, honestly. And and that kind of what you were just talking about with the Chiefs. The Bills look the same where, you know, they're kind of game managing the Steelers game. They they're winning the game for a majority of it. And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, it's a one score game. Yeah. And you're like, okay, the I just why why is this a game right now? Yeah. Like against Pittsburgh, who you should be flooring. So I actually like the Chiefs in the spot. Really? All the things that go into this, this should be a Buffalo, this should be a funeral. This should be the Bills able to get the revenge for that wild game in the AFC Championship. Or it might have actually been the divisional round because the, yeah, yeah, I don't think it was, it might have been Championship Sunday, but a classic rematch of that game where Kansas City is able to just survive and get a field goal off and then where it felt Buffalo like numerous times, okay, we have the game won. Okay, we've won the game, and then the Chiefs would respond. All of these things build to get Kansas City kind of down the barrel and have the Bills be in in a good spot. But for whatever reason, I just am not sold on on the Bills. They Travis Kel or uh, Josh Allen eighteen picks this year. Yeah, and I I, I just again. All all of the signs going in. I, I'm scared of a three line. I'm scared of it just being right at three. Maybe you buy a point and make it two and a half. But yeah. for whatever reason, the Chiefs, well, you say whatever reason, the Chiefs are used to winning. They're not used to going on the road. This is what's different is that with how many playoff games Mahomes has won, a lot of those have been at Arrowhead because of the yeah. success they've had in the division and they're able to just control those things it's his first road playoff game right i'm not i i just am not really sold on the bills i i feel like there are so many issues with the chiefs offense with you know mahomes who's he, who does he throw it to he's kind of got it figured out where it's kelsey rasheed rice Pacheco, and then if you can get something out of uh, Kadarius tony mvs like if some of those guys make some plays I'm I'm just a little bit more sold on the Chiefs with their and it's just because they've they're used to winning in these spots and for whatever reason Buffalo and and just and Greg McDermott it's just like I don't know I don't know I just, I'm not sold I just feel the opposite on with you on that like I I just think the the Bills are a more complete team than the Chiefs I just think the Bills have their offense better figured out both quarterbacks are you can kind of make an argument for either one being better uh, but I just think like. Josh Allen lowering his shoulder when he needs that extra three yards for the yeah. first down is going to make a bigger difference than Patrick Mahomes. But um, twenty degrees, yep. in yeah, in Buffalo night game too. Yeah, I just I think mean it's a summer day compared to what they just played through. Yeah, so. it's, it's I think it's the Bills. I element. agree with everything both of you just said. I listened to every word. So uh, yeah, <laughs> well that that's the thing that that's the thing that I that kind of just spooks me. Uh, it makes me a little uneasy about this game. Is that the uh, you, you just kind of feel like these teams are limping to the spot, and yeah. Buffalo at home is the advantage. The Chiefs and the winning that they've done is an advantage. So, um, this this has a chance to be kind of a snoozer in, in terms of when you're looking at Chiefs Bills. You're like, oh, classic matchup. I feel like this has a chance to just kind of be like, and this game, you're just gonna be sitting there going, this game kind of sucks. Or or they cancel each other out, and it's another forty point. It could be shootout. It, so. I I don't think, but I don't think the Chiefs have that in them. Uh, I think I they have to win ugly. So yeah, that's just the way I think about. It. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, okay. Who's your really quickly? Who's your nightmare NFC AFC championship matchups here? Oof. I'll start nightmare with, I'll start is with in Chris. Like you're network, talking ne- fandom, yeah, networks or whatever fandom. I mean, like 
I can tell you mine. I think that we're all going to have the same ones. But I mean, if you if you could pick, like, ah, oh, man, this is not. I I personally like to laugh at the network sometimes and be like, <laughs> oh man, this would be fun to to try to promote. You know? Yeah. What do y'all think? I mean, obviously we're going to have the same ones probably, but yeah, uh, yeah, Lions. Lions Packers would have way too many storylines. They'd have a field day with that. Niners Niners hosting Detroit from a fan perspective would be tough, but um, I do like that it would be. It's not a cupcake walk to a Super Bowl if you're Detroit, and yeah. that, that again, that's right. looking past the Bucks game. But as a fan, just talking hypothetically, um, you'd have to beat the best in the NFC to get to the Super Bowl, and and then if you don't, the best team goes to the Super Bowl. So from a fan perspective, it, you're kind of okay with that. Yeah. For Detroit, the season's a win. The season's of already course. a win. You've won the playoff you're, game. You're you've ramping, won the division. You're ramping up, and you're yes, you're trending in the right direction. So, um, but of it's it's a team with a lot of momentum. So you want it to keep going from the AFC side. It's I think it's absolutely Chiefs Texans. Ravens going down and the Texans going to because they're the lowest seed, right? Right. Yeah, them either going to Kansas City. I, I think Texans Bills is a nightmare oh, for yeah. the AFC. That would be terrible. Yeah. Texan Bills hosting Texans would be a nightmare, and then I, I like a scenario where CJ Stroud somehow takes that team to the Super Bowl. That'd be nuts. But then I feel like see, I feel like we talk about this in the, the, the March Madness, right? Where we we love the Cinderellas, we love all that stuff. But then when you get down to it, and you get to the Elite Eight, and then you get to the Final Four, it's like uh, who Michigan played Loyola, Loyola? I was there, Loyola Chicago, right? Oh uh, yeah, like fifty. Five years ago, and that was a fun story. They did amazing things. I got to watch several of their games in person. But Michigan in the second half just destroyed them. I mean, because they should, right? Yeah. That's what I would not want for the Texans is us to realize, or the Packers, yeah, to realize like, oh, this team sucks yeah. against good teams. You know. Yeah. So my nightmares obviously would be Texans, Bills, and then Bucks, Forty Niners. Oh, be- and can you imagine a a a, a Bucks Texans Super Bowl? Ugh. <laughs> uh, what I what I love that about I completely misunderstood awful. the nightmare scenario. No, I just no, no, completely not, looked not past for, the Bucks not, winning the game. No, 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 no. I'm talking about from a network perspective. Yeah, or just from like a you're not in Correct. the, the, the yeah. fandom. Yeah, Bucks Bucks would be well. Uh, so here's this. I know what you're saying though. Here's this. Yes, Packers beat Niners. Bucks beat Lions. Yes. Tampa Bay would host they Green would. Bay in yes. the NFC Championship. Nightmare. Right. That's so just. Ugh. From a 49ers perspective, though, you're hoping that the Ravens lose, Um, right? Or do you want to see them I want to play the Ravens again, and here's why. That's insane. And you're insane. Hear me out. I'm not not going to hear you out. Watch this. I'm going to You want the You want the the Diamondbacks to play in the World Series, trust me. (laughs) Because the Ravens already beat us. don't want to play the Phillies. The Ravens already beat us. The Niners... Well, the Ravens didn't beat you. They, the Ravens banged you on Christmas Day. Can you press mute? Okay, no. The Ravens already beat us. And we know why we lost. The Ravens can't really game plan for... Just cough over there. The Ravens can't game plan for something because we're going to try something else to beat them because what are they going to prepare for? The same team they beat? But we're not going to be the same team. I want to play the Ravens again in the Super Bowl because I think think we can bounce back. I think that would be the best... That would be the best game schematically. Yeah. But I'd also love to see the Lions. They it always say it's, awesome. it's it's hard to beat the same team twice. Like that that is commonly exactly. said. So it would be hard for Baltimore to do it again against San Francisco. Um, so I see where you're coming I from there. You kind of want to see 
the vengeance and, and see it in the Super Bowl. But, oh, man, it's I, a Harbaugh staff that is so, again. Kyle they, Shanahan just, staff. I'm just yeah. saying. I, well, they, they played once. It's a, that's what I'm going off of is, like, they both had their crack at it one time. Last, from a coaching perspective, so it's last. Yeah. last you had question, them at home. Last That's question tough. here. It'd be interesting if if you had to pick. If you had to pick one, uh, one upset, just one upset, just boom, real quick. Who who's the not not really the points? Just looking. Just just tell me like who you think could upset someone in this 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 round of. Are um, we going by the the seeds? Yeah, I mean, just just yeah, lowest seed yeah, beating them. What, what's, I think, the, what's the greatest chance of an upset? I think Chiefs Bills, just since they're kind of indistinguishable at three and two. Okay. I think either one can win. That's that's my upset. I don't think the Texans are gonna. I mean, the Packers. No, just come on, come on. I think it's the Packers. Knock on wood. I think it's the Packers. That's that's Absolutely. the way I think. I think it's the Packers. I'm sorry. Do you want yeah. me to work this Saturday? No, like? I do. I'm just saying. Uh, I think it could be the Packers. Now, Ryder, I want you to understand too that. Our game starts at three, so th- if it goes into triple overtime, you can't leave. I mean, looking at the Wildcat basketball past few scores, I don't think it's going okay. past the first half. All right. Well, I, I, guys, I think this has been fun, <laughs> right? Uh, let's do this again maybe next so week. So excited. Yeah, yep. next week. This is the inside source, divisional round. We're going to have a lot of fun watching football this weekend. And of course, Wildcat basketball. Wildcat Ryder. basketball, scratch them. Yep. Uh, let's go Packers. And uh, <laughs> go well, Niners. Okay. Come on. All right, guys. Thanks again for joining us as the inside source. I'm Hutton, Chris, Ryder. Talk to you guys later. Go Lions. Go Pack. <laughs> I muted you. <laughs>